Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Welcome back, Raider Nation, to another episode of the Behind the iPad podcast, brought to you by your humble self, Micah, my partner in crime, Tyler, and the lusty voice of Birch. Gentlemen, 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 oh my goodness, what a time to be alive as a Vegas Raider. Are you kidding me? If I am not kidding you. We are 2-0 for the first time since 2017. I mean, somebody tell me that one team is going to win by double digits. How many? Uh, who's picking the Raiders? The Saints, hands down. It's the Saints. Right. That's who wins by double digits. All day. All day. Yet, the Raiders of Las Vegas go in, and if not... May, may I be so dare, uh, yes, bold, go. Micah? The Las Vegas Football Raiders. Yes. Am I right? Yes, sir. Or am I right? Yes. I'm right. I know I am. Go Thank you. And Thank you. Open up a can of who dat butt whooping. For honestly, they were re- they were running around yelling who who that who there. <laughs> I, I they just they just got straight out hustled. They just got outmanned and outgunned on Monday night. It was incredible. I was watching Jacobs and wide receivers and linemen just being that old fashioned Raider bully Monday night. And just, uh, uh, who is that? Janorius Jenkins, the corner for the Saints. Dude, that dude got put in a body bag all night long. I mean, that guy got beat like a redheaded stepchild over and over and (laughs) over again. Got run over by Josh Jacobs once. Uh, Wait, that was Malcolm Jenkins. What, who, what is it? Malcolm Jenkins, who's the safety. They do have Janoris Jenkins, who got burned on the pass interference by Ruggs, which set up the game-winning oh. field goal. Okay, okay, wrong Jenkins. But um, you were correct, but, though. I mean, okay, who on the defense Leroy did... Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, any Jenkins... <laughs> Leroy Jenkins! Any Tom, Dick, or Harry on the defense for the Saints just absolutely just got destroyed. Just got destroyed by our Raiders offense. When was the last time you could say that? When was the last time you could say about a Super Bowl contending team that we played against? I can't remember the last time I said that. Me neither. It was probably 2017. That it it was or 2016. We'll go back even further. It 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 was it was just it was poetry. It was a beautiful thing to behold. I, I was, I was dumbfounded, especially after the the zero to ten start. 
I mean, it, it was all good. We'll dive into that here in just a minute. As always, Raider Nation, if you want to check us out, follow us on Twitter at Behind Patch. We also have a Facebook page, Behind the Patch on Facebook. Give us a call, 208-557-9771. If you want to get on, on the podcast action, give us a call, leave us a voicemail, and um, we'll play we'll play it back on here. We've got three calls to get to here. We'll get to those here pretty quickly. Um, we want your reactions to the game. We want to hear what you have to say for the upcoming week. Gentlemen, it's heads back down, getting ready to head out to Gillette Stadium, back for an East Coast game, take on Cam Newton and the Patriots. Once again, another big game coming up. But first, back to Monday night. Birch, give me your good, your bad, your ugly from the Monday night when sending the Vegas Raiders to 2-0. All right. Um, obvi- well, thanks for letting me go first because um, the good, obviously. <laughs> well, I- I'm going to go with an easy choice here, and that was <clears throat> Darren Waller. Um, I mean, the dude, he kind of he was kind of struggling week one against the Panthers. I mean, he didn't put up the numbers. Like we right. knew he would thought we would he would have against Tayer White Whitehead and the Panthers defense, but that dude came to play and Carr was locked in on him all night and it was just a thing of beauty. Um, and like you said, it didn't matter who they put on him; they put linebackers on him, they put corners, they put safeties. I mean, Dennis Allen probably tried to go out there and guard him. Who knows? And that obviously <laughs> didn't work. But so Darren Waller that has, would have been the ugly. my good, the bad. Um, I'm gonna go with our pass rush. Obvi- they, I mean, Tyler That's mentioned fair. this in our chat over over the last couple of days, but they did get some pressure on Breeze in the second half. But we've got to get home to the quarterback um, with our young secondary. Yeah. So that's my bad. Um, the ugly would be. Our our favorite uh, third down running back Richard and uh, his fumble when we were, I mean that play was gonna go for good good yardage at least pick up the first down, put some more points on the board. I mean we could have won seven by seventeen. Who knows how that drive ends up? But that fumble. But then he did come back and redeem himself. So give him props for that on staying in bounds and finding the end zone. But yeah, that would be my ugly. Was the, the turnover? That's fair. All good points too. I like all of that. Tyler, what you got? My good goes to uh, Denzel. Good Ooh. this week. Uh, how about the job that that the uh, offensive line did this week? Going against Cam Jordan, one of the best defensive ends. Trey Hendrickson. Granted, uh, what's the guy? Who's the guy that they traded up for a couple years ago? He sat out. He was injured. One of their defensive linemen. Doesn't matter. Um, He was out for this game. But still, Cam Jordan. That's his name, right? Cameron Jordan? Yes, that's correct. Cam Jordan. Okay. Just wanted to make sure that I wasn't being a complete idiot uh, like I am most of the time. (laughs) So they, um, great job by good and Jackson, that right side of the line all night was just mowing people down like there was all-you-could-eat buffet of pancakes at IHOP. 
pancakes for everyone. <laughs> pancake here, pancake there, pancakes for all. Um, go support your local IHOP. We are sponsored by IHOP. Yes, we Just are kidding. unofficially. Unofficially sponsored. But anyway, great job by the offensive line. John Simpson, what a road grader. The rookie looked oh, like yeah. in his first game. Comes in for Incognito, uh, who, by the way, is on the three-week IR. He's on IR. You can bring players back in three weeks this year. Um, so Simpson will get another crack at the starting lineup this week. But great job. Uh, that That's my good, is, is Denzel good and the offensive line. But Denzel did a great job against Cam Jordan. The bad, you know... I, I I hate to steal Birch's, but our pass rush stinks. Yeah. Like, I he got close. He was, like, crawling on the turf on one play. He got close, uh, like, on one play, and they had some pressure. But even when we're blitzing, Micah, you, you mentioned this. Yep. We're still not getting home. We yep. still can't create pressure with a blitz. And it it's... That is a little unnerving to me that you can't create a little bit more pressure with with those four up front. The ugly, I think it's is obvious, the fumble. But how about these past two weeks, Cleveland Farrell getting blocked by tight ends, like stood up, just taken out of plays. That's ugly to me. That concerns me. Yeah. Um, he's sure he's been stout against the run, but guys, that's not why we drafted Cleveland Farrell. We drafted Cleveland Farrell to be more than just a, a run stopping defensive end. Like you can find those in free agency. We, we need this guy to to get some sacks yeah. we need him to not get stood up by tight ends like you you should have to at least have a tackle on him but he's getting like manhandled consistently by tight ends that worries me I think he's gonna be a good player but it to say if I said I wasn't worried I'd be lying about that particular individual yeah it worries me a lot. That's fair. And I, yeah, that, that well, we can come back and touch on these points for me, the good, the bad, and the ugly, the good is St. Nick gentlemen, St. Nick, who for all intensive purposes should have two interceptions through two weeks. Cause remember he had a ball go straight through his hands week one. Um, we should be sitting here talking about Nicholas Morrow. The linebacker leads the team in turnovers. Um, but really, the game, really what sh- turned the tides um, in that game was that taking points off the board. In fact, I before the drive started, um, I said, okay, look, if we can just hold them to three, I think at that point it was uh, 14 to 17, I believe. Um, I said, if we can hold them to three, going to half down 20 to 14, like I would count that as a win and getting the ball after the half. But nay. Sure, it was an ugly throw by Drew Brees. A little pressure in his face. Credit the defensive line for that. But Nicholas Morrow getting up, putting himself in position to get the job done once again two weeks in a row. That's not a dink. 
That's somebody who knows where to be, right place at the right time. So that's that was my good. That got the ball rolling for the Raiders, and they really never looked back after that. The bad for me, do you guys realize that our our one of our first round picks, Damon Arnett, got benched halfway through that game for like a quarter? I believe he got benched for the second quarter and for a part of the third quarter as well. That was bad. Like, I understand when you struggle, but to get straight up benched, like that's that's not a good sign. Um, he did make a couple of impressive open field tackles, uh, but that, like Tyler, what you mentioned about, um, Cleveland Farrell, that concerns me for a first round pick. And I know corner, corner might be one of the most difficult assignments, especially in today's ticky tacky NFL ruling. Um, but still that, that, uh, I'm like, oof, that's not, uh, uh, I don't like the direction that could potentially be heading. The ugly, uh, I think every- he did. He did play like eighty-five percent of the snaps, though. Yeah, yeah, but it's, they pulled him out of that game, though. At at one point, um, and I, at least what I was told from what I saw uh, through social media and on and actually watching the game that they that they had benched him, and I want to say it was like halfway through the second quarter they benched him. Um, at least until halftime, um, is what it, it was. What I was told, anyway. It, it was called. It was officially called a benching. So I'm just going off of that. Um, uh, I mean, maybe he got hurt, maybe he got injured, and, and it was just mistaken as a benching. I don't know, but uh, uh, I know that he had been struggling up to that point. Um, and then my ugly is like everybody else's ugly. Jalen Rashard, that fumble, man. I thought, boy, the Raiders are just going to just. Raider this game up, aren't they? We've got total control. And and the, the the thing that was so horrid about that fumble too, and I know why he fumbled, is because Jalen Richard had a big man out front and like nobody in front of him. It it was it was a play that was gonna go for some major yardage. And so to fumble on the doorstep of of at least putting up three at that point in the game. Um, it was it was totally, I thought, oh my gosh, we're going to do, we're pulling an Atlanta Falcons of Sunday right here, right now. This is incredible. But nope, the defense, I think, I think the Saints may have gotten one first down out of that, but then forced them to punt. So, uh, but there's my good and the bad and the ugly. Uh, yeah, all around pretty decent game. I want to circle back to what Birch said, though, about the pass rush. I believe it was Birch mentioned the pass rush. Um, yeah, what is up with that? I don't understand why. Like, has anybody heard from Max Crosby? He did get a holding call again this week. Actually, he should have had one week one. He did get one this week. He's putting himself in position. But dang it, guys. Like like you said, Tyler, Claylin Farrell, fourth overall pick. Max Crosby with what ten and a half sacks last year, ten sacks last year, like through two weeks. I think we only have one sack, don't we? And that was Hurst. Yep. It, Mo Hurst had one the first week. Yeah, this is this is not good. This is not trending in the right direction. Like we need this needs to change, man. Uh, uh, uh this is to me very concerning because we saw. Well, it, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, isn't it interesting though? Because like. In the offseason, what did we hear about? 
We oh. fired our defensive line coach and we bring in Rod Mar- Rob Marinelli. Right. Right. And it's supposed to be this revolutionary changing of the guard. Like, yeah, we had a decent coach in, in Buckner, but now we've got like the real deal. He's changing things. Thus far, I'm like, bring Buckner back because we either we had better talent on the line last year, which I don't think is the case because, I mean, we've got Collins, we've got Hurst, Hankins, uh, Crosby, Furl, Nassib. Like, some solid dudes, Ross. And I would say that, I would contend that that's probably, it's similar to last year, but I would say the players are better this year than they were along the line last year. But I don't know about this, like, is it the coach? Is it just the defense? I would assume that you wouldn't just be like, all right, guys, defensive line, you just go, you know, just go, in the trenches and just kind of act like you're putting pressure. We're going to really rely on these rookie corners and safeties to make plays. I don't think that's their goal. Uh, I don't think Gunther, that wouldn't be my goal, I guess. Maybe it is Gunther's goal, but I would say like go out there and eat, feast on the quarterback, get to the quarterback, but it's just not happening. And I'm, I'm curious as to why that is. Is it, why? They did last year. Why not this year? Right, right. Did we just go up against two really good offensive lines week one it and two? It could be. You know? Could be. But uh, I'm going to be real suspect if we go up against the Patriots as well and you know come away with no sacks again. Uh, I'm going to start to wonder here uh, because we got to be getting home. And like you mentioned, like I mentioned, several times, like we'd send five and six man pressures and it was like, Okay, like somebody should have been there about a second ago. Why is everybody still caught in the middle? Why is there a big train wreck, you know, in the middle? This this in the trenches. There there should, somebody should have been able to bust through here. Um so yeah, that that is concerning. But a win is a win. And a win, gentlemen, I might say I was the only one who called in last week's podcast. I'm going to I'm going to just float that one out there well for done. our listeners as a, just a friendly reminder. Uh, so, um, uh, speak, yeah, oh, you know, I'm gonna, um, so for the, um, the pick, the, for the pick so far through two weeks, um, Birch sits at five and five, Tyler six and four, and I had a perfect picking last week, gentlemen, of five and oh, sitting atop, sitting astride the leading top spot. At eight and two, a comfortable two game lead. So, um, it's only call the me second lead week, dog. Micah. I know, I know. There's still time for me to lose a lot more games. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, I'm going to take the lead dog spot for now. I've got a feeling that's going to change several times throughout the week. Uh, Tyler, should we get to some phone calls at this point in the program? You bet. I can cue those up for us. We can talk about them after we get back from the break. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hello, gentlemen. Tyler Micah, the ever-lusty voice of Bert. 
It is I, your number one fan, John from the Twittersphere. How's it going, fellas? Got that 2-0 feeling. The grass is greener. The air is clearer. Nicer to my dog. Food tastes better. Man, I cannot believe we beat the damn Saints, truly. Uh, props to you, Micah, for calling that one last week. And I know Tyler wanted to, but couldn't quite do it. Uh, Birch went with the Saints. I, I thought the Saints would win, so it seems everybody else. So uh, way to go out on the limb there, Micah. And that was a great game. I, I'm still in shock that we were able to pull off that upset. A, a double-digit win, won by 10 points. That was astounding. Uh, 2-0, soon to be 3-0, I think, you know. Uh, next we get Cam Newton, who gets paid less than Nathan Peterman and throws somehow deeper than Drew Brees these days. But uh, that, that's, a, that's a winnable game, if you ask me. If you can shut down the running game or focus on the running game, then you're, we're going to win that bad boy, and we're, we're going to be freaking 3-0. and Man, I'm, I'm juiced. I'm, I couldn't be more excited. That was a, a very thorough victory. A lot more shocking of a victory than, than week one. Defense played way better in the second half. No sacks, but we had a couple good pressures that led to good things. Crosby had a pressure that led to a holding. Uh, Maurice Hurst had a pressure that led to that interception by Nicholas Morrow. I about had a heart attack when Jonathan Abram went down and looked like he died. <laughs> I was, oh my gosh, that commercial break. I was, I was, Saying some Hail Marys, and I'm not even Catholic, so thank goodness he came back out there. We played phenomenal on both sides, I felt. You know, we didn't punt after the first quarter, and uh, man, I'm feeling almost too optimistic. Like, I, I want to tell myself to calm down, but that was, that was a very impressive and pleasing victory, and uh, hell yeah, go Raiders. Uh, you guys have a good day. Hey, guys. This is James Burton, and it has been a while for sure. But I had to give you guys a call, man, because it's, this year has been, as you well know, such a strange one. And the off season leading up to uh, the season was weird, and the season has even got some weirdness to it. But man, the Raiders are playing some ball, and uh, you can't deny that. So always happy to see the Raiders playing well. You know, the defensive line to me is, is uh, my biggest concern at this point. They just are not, not getting much of a push, and that, that's got to change. But the offense is humming. Uh, you know, so Cars is playing lights out, I think. And Jacobs, of course, is just an absolute monster. I'm really excited about Brian Edwards. Uh, I thought he showed some real pop and some real quickness uh, on his especially that one reception that he went back to get and then turned up field for the first down uh, man that was that was that was awesome so i'm excited about him and of course we're all excited about rugs i'm looking forward to to seeing car connect with rugs and i think they'll work out that chemistry so hey guys i'll be listening to y'all again tuning in again and uh, y'all y'all always do a good job so looking forward to hearing here in the, the podcast. Go Raiders. Hey guys, this is Erica, Tyler's little sister. Just wanted to call in and say congratulations on the win. And we were watching Monday night and my daughter was a little bit scared because I kept yelling at the TV and she's like, Mom, what's wrong? And I just said, I'm just very angry right now. 
when we started, I was not happy, but I am not a professional of the game. I am very new to watching football, but um, every time Carr had the ball, I got really anxious. His anxiety gave me anxiety, and I told Tyler that. Um, but he did make some good throws, but I'm not ready to say that I am 100% on his side yet. I need to see more of that from him. I thought Waller and Jacobs both did a really good job. Waller's jersey is on my list to get. I've got Josh Jacobs' jersey, so we'll see how that works out for me. And the last thing is I my jaw was on the floor when Jonathan Abram was like blindsided by that cart on the sidelines. Why is that so close to the field, number one? And number two, I was like, he's done. He's gone. Goodbye. He only gets two games. So anyway, congrats again, and I'm so stoked that they beat the Saints. Tyler knows that I have an extreme hatred for the Saints, so it made me happy, and it made it a good week. So I'll talk to you later, guys. Bye. John, Burton, Erica, thank you so much for the calls. Uh, I want to start with John's call, if I may. Um, To me, because I've been looking at this game Sunday, obviously Cam Newton, they have a lot of designed runs with Cam. And for me, guys, that really plays well into what our defense does the best, which is stop the run. We even did, okay, we did an okay job against Alvin Kamara. Most of the stuff that he did against us was catching balls out of the backfield. I think the dude racked up like 85 yards through the air. Um, and sometimes there was no one within like 15 yards of him. Right. How does that happen? Right. I don't know. You know, the best offensive weapon when, uh, when, uh, Thomas isn't out there and, and we have nobody close by. Um, I do like uh, our ability to stop Cam Newton. Um, so I would say make Cam Newton, a pocket passer, Tyler, I believe you mentioned this earlier in the week, uh, in our chat, you said, we got to keep Cam Newton in the pocket, make him throw the ball. Um, don't let him, don't give him running lanes. Don't give him the option to, to bust out and, and, you know, run for that, you know, on a third and eight, pick up 10, 12 yards kind of a thing. You got to keep him in the pocket. You got to keep him in the pocket, make him a pocket passer, take the run game away. Yeah, absolutely. He's not a great passer no. in the pocket by any means. He never really has been. It's always been his ability to create either inside the pocket or outside the pocket on the run, whether that's with his legs or sometimes with his arm. But I mean, he'll miss if you can. I feel like if you can make him a pure pocket passer. Now, there's going to be, you know, some times where he'll hit the wide open guy or he'll hit, you know, make a nice pass. But consistently, he's not an excellent passer uh, by any sense of the means. Never really has been. But I think that's how you beat them is you make them one dimensional and you you make them you make him just have to stay in the pocket now if that means uh you know keeping players home not being as aggressive blitzing and stuff like that then so be it 
but I, I think it, that's exactly right. You have to make him beat you with his arm, not his legs. Yep. Yep. Um, because guess who the Patriots ru- leading rusher is? Cam Newton. Yeah. Cam Newton is their leading rusher. And their second one is Sony Michelle. So Newton has 122 yards rushing on the year. The next closest is uh, Sony Michelle with 56 yards. Good oh grief. My word. They have a hundred. They have 248 yards on the ground all year. In contrast to to that, the Raiders, um, let's see, have 200. That can't be right. I know. That's- 249 is what it says the Raiders have. Huh. Well, you know what? The, what I mean, uh, Jacobs, this past game, I think he he averaged like, was it 3.4 yards a rush or something? I mean, it wasn't a fantastic number, I don't think. No. Right. Um, but, you know, it was enough And it to was get more Waller done. through the air last game, it seemed like, yeah. too. Well, Raiders, we kind of figured out that, like, we could bully them through the air. And to that point really quickly, because I got into a discussion with a guy on Facebook about this. He said, Mo, I was kind of concerned all, you know, Derek Hart just keyed in on Darren Waller. And, you know, that's not going to fly against the Patriots. And I was like, look, week one, Derek Carr targeted nine different receivers. Actually, nine different players caught a ball week one. Eleven different players caught the ball. Week two, I'm not worried about Carr spreading the love around. Look, we know that there are two players that the Patriots are going to try to take away. Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller. That's fine. Because you know what? The Saints, halfway through that game, realized we got to take a day away Darren Waller. Were they able to? No. And so, let him eat. If Darren Waller's just going to beat everybody like a dirty rug, then just... Just feed him the ball. I don't care about that. I'm not worried about that. And why? Because, you know, if you want to drop a safety over Darren Waller and put a linebacker or a corner on him, I love Ruggs one-on-one. I love Renfro one-on-one. I love Richard or Jacobs out of the backfield one-on-one. I love those matchups. I think the Raiders... I'm going to add one more because he toasted Marshawn Lattimore, who's one of the premier corners in the league, and that's Brian Edwards. Oh, Brian Edwards had himself a big day out on Sunday. And I think Brian Edwards is going to be a consistent Brian Edwards reminds me of a more physical Andre Holmes. And I think yeah. that he's going to become a player as the season come goes along that while everybody focuses on rugs, while defenses are forced to focus on rugs, I love the matchup problems that the Raiders offense is creating because I think there's going to be a one-on-one somewhere on offense that the Raiders are always should consistently every game be able to take advantage of if everybody stays healthy. So I think the Raiders, as this season goes on, this offense is just going to get better. If you well, can imagine that Two, you, then you have, have Zay Jones coming up with a touchdown catch. Nelson Aguilar. Yes. He had a touchdown catch last week and then he had a big catch. I mean, juke the dude right out of his shorts. Oh yeah. And picked up some Great extra point. yardage. I mean, you've got all of these different weapons, which we have not had in the past. I mean, you no. can go to any one of those at any time in the game. I mean, if they're going right. to take away 
some of these other options, like you're saying, then, I mean, there's other options. <laughs> right. For once. I, I love but No, so go ahead, Mike. I, I was going to Aguilar, his speed, he showed off his speed week one, showed it off again week two. I mean, I love Aguilar and Ruggs potentially on the same side of the field or on opposite sides of the field. I mean, okay, pick your poison. Do you want to drop a safety over uh, Ruggs? Do you want to drop him over Waller? Okay, now, or, or, yeah, Ruggs and Waller? Okay, that leaves Aguilar. You want to do it over Aguilar and Ruggs? Okay, that leaves Waller one-on-one. Like, this team's turning into a matchup nightmare. And Carr, I, I have confidence the Carr's going to find the guy open. I, I, I like it. I, I'm not worried about that at all. So. Well, the thing is, is like, you look at with Waller this week, so maybe the Saints... You know, the Saints have a respectable defense, at least going into the season, people were thinking this is a good defense. It's not fantastic, but it's a good defense. Guys, they tried to cover Waller with a a defensive lineman chipping him. They tried to cover him with linebackers. They tried to cover him with corners and safeties. They doubled him. They, I I mean, uh, I think it was, uh, it was either greasy or, or, uh, What's that other guy? Riddick? Riddick. Yeah. Yeah. He he said they're giving him the Gronk treatment. Guys, that's that is an ultimate compliment to to <laughs> Darren Waller. Giving him the Gronk compliment. I mean or or the Gronk treatment. They were trying to take him away and they still could not do it. Even right. when they doubled him, he was beating them uh in his route, or he would he would find an open spot, sit down, and get open for Carr. Like they tried and they failed miserably. Yeah. At, and so that gives me confidence in like, even if they try to take him away, can they? He still gets open. He's gonna beat a corner with his size. He's gonna beat a safety with his speed, and he beats a linebacker with his speed. I mean, there's there. He's just a matchup nightmare. And like you guys said, you've got so many other options. Renfro, Aguilar, Zay Jones showed up and caught a touchdown. I mean, it, it there. It's just the offense is is clicking, and I like how Gruden is being aggressive. He went for it on fourth and goal from the one, ran that fake dive, and Waller was wide open. Yeah. He's he's calling so much like, like the plays he's calling in the red zone this year are so much better than they were last year. I realize it's two weeks into the season, yeah. um, but I, I think we're scoring at like a sixty six point four percent of our of drives. That is fantastic. When we're getting in the red zone, we're getting points. Last year we didn't do that. We were stonewalled at the goal line or we missed field goals. Carlson is suddenly yes, shout now out a, to Carlson, man. He's a sniper from 54 yards. He goes out and, and just ices that game. That like, one was good from like 65 at least. Yeah, that it was a great kick. Had some juice behind it. Yes, it did. And so it's exciting to see the offense finally clicking. I I just like like we preached, if we could just have like a top fifteen defense, we would be dangerous. Right. We we if we if we could just get the defense to get some pressure, create some turnovers, 
that's, I mean, this team is looking so much better than last year, at least on the offensive side of the ball. And you got to, we got to realize too, the season is still very early. We're two weeks in. We didn't have a full training camp, mini camp, rookie camp, none of that. We have a lot of young pieces. We have some new additions. Um, I'm still hoping and looking for Collins to be that player that we signed in the middle. Um, we got some injuries at the linebacker position. So, I mean, who's not to say that this defense down the road, a couple more games, can yeah. put it together and and they've got this is a we've talked about this in previous podcasts this is a tough stretch and yes. they're gonna learn and be thrown into the fire and learn <laughs> quickly like last week arnett getting beat on the double move i mean he came out and played a little better yeah he probably got benched for a little bit but he's out there flying around abram is flying abrams excuse me yeah come plural, on come on plural he's flying around Knocking himself out. He's injuring out. camera stands. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, the dude is dead. He's not moving a muscle. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was scary. But then he like pops right up and runs across the field. It was like the Undertaker just sat up out of his casket. Exactly. Or hell in a cell. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and the other thing too, yeah. like you... you to your point. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> start of the year. I mean, I'm sure some Raider fans picked us to beat the Saints. But, you know, at the beginning of the year, previous to last week before we made our picks, like, we talked about it. The Raiders are going to need to win one of these games to have a chance as far as playoffs go. Because we're looking at Saints, Patriots, Bills, Chiefs, Bucks. And we're going, okay, we might beat the Panthers. But out of all of those, like we felt like the Raiders were going to need to sneak a victory out of one of those. And maybe we come out like two and four um, uh, uh, through the first six games, you know, best case scenario, kind of, you know, three and three if we're really lucky. After we beat the Saints, guys, I don't know about you, but like I'm going, I don't see any reason why we can't go into Gillette Stadium with no fans in the stadium, no no juice to feed off of for the home team, and beat the Patriots. Honestly, I, 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 there, there's no reason we can't go beat the Patriots this year. There's no, I mean, the Saints just pummeled the Bucks. There's no reason I don't see why we can't go beat the Buccaneers. You know, I don't see Tampa Bay's got to come come to Vegas too. They got to go cross country for that trip. Heck, even the Bills just about got outed by the Dolphins. So. You know, there's no reason why not, you know, with that level of play from the Raiders, if they can, if they can keep that up and we'll find out Sunday, if the Raiders go travel to another East Coast time zone game and beat the New England Patriots, all bets are off. Like this team, like even against the Chiefs, who just barely beat a team led by Justin Herbert, who hasn't seen a single NFL snap his entire lifetime, um... Because somebody tried to kill Tyrod Taylor with an injection <laughs> right into his lung. Good <laughs> Giving him a pneumothorax. Oh, Y'all can go man. look that one up. That, that was insane. But I mean, even... I mean, we go we go beat the Patriots. There ain't no reason we can't beat Bills, can't tussle with the Chiefs, can't beat the Bucks. I mean, 
there's no reason this team can't win 10 games this year, 11 games this year in my book. If we if we right. go beat the Patriots. So, call it yeah, overconfidence the, to coffee, I don't know. Yeah, the thing that stood out to me too about the the watching the Seahawks and the Patriots game is how the Seahawks were able to run the ball against the Patriots and that is that plays right into our game plan because yep. that's Gruden. He wants to bully people around and just ground and pound, and then then you get the play action pass, and you're gonna get Rugs is getting open. I don't know what's going on with the connection between. I don't know if Cars, I don't know overthinking the deep ball or what, but I mean that's gonna come too. Um, so if we can get that ground game going this week, which we're going to need. I mean I told you guys this in the chat room. That's how we need to play. Like we need to take the time of possession and control the ball and score on the possessions that we get because <laughs> until our defense can come around. And at that point, if once those two can come together, I mean, we could be, we could be a dangerous team. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, Burton voiced his concern also about the defensive line. You know, we touched on that earlier. Yeah. I think, you know, give it a little more time, give it a couple more weeks, you know, give it the, Give it the Bills. Give it the uh, uh, the Patriots. Let's see what happens over the course of those next couple of weeks. Going to be some tough tests for them, um, but I do you know got to see some improvement there. Um, and then both Erica and Burton excited about the wide receiving core. Yeah, Edwards Rugs, Burts. You just mentioned that. Yeah, there. I, I think the I think that Rugs connection. I think that's the kind of stuff that I think Carr can go back, watch the film. You see that, and it's like, oh my, you know bang your head against the wall and go, oh my gosh, yeah, wide open there. But then know that for the next week and know that for the next game and go, look, we run this type of deal here. If I get this look, Ruggs, you know, he should toast that corner. So instead of my my natural, you know, inclination, which is to dump it off to a running back, dump it off to my tight end, um, Give give Rugs the second look here because he right about now uh, he should be toasting somebody. So that's what I'm hoping with that at least. So, um, gentlemen, uh, let's move on then. Uh, really quickly, game ball, Birch. Who you giving the game ball to last week? First win in Vegas. Also, quick shout out to the fullback. My goodness, guy doesn't get enough love, but boy, what a way to kick off the new Vegas stadium by getting the first touchdown in the new stadium. I, I was I was happy for Ingold. I was like, yeah, well, one of those positions that just doesn't get enough love, you know, you don't usually hear about your fullback, but boy, howdy, if you've got a good fullback, then you usually know about it. Like, you're, and but only, usually the only reason you know about having a good fullback is because the running back has a lot of yards. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I was real happy to see him get, get uh, the first touchdown. So big shout out to him. Birch, who are you giving your game ball to? Um, I'm going to give my game ball to, to John Gruden. And oh. here's why he's, he's being aggressive. Um, in the past last year, we were in a lot of games at halftime and then we come out, we come out flat. We go conservative. We go, we stay in the locker room if you will. But this year, it's like it's pedal to the metal. It's like let's put up some points. Let's get up and down the field. Like and the the plays that he's dialing up, he's finally finding those mismatches. Like last night or the other night, he 
found that mismatch with whoever was on Waller, and he exploited that. And he went back to it again and again because nobody could stop it. The first week it was Josh Jacobs getting three touchdowns. I mean, like Tyler mentioned earlier, our play calling in the red zone, in the goal-to-go situations and scenarios, like he's dialing up some serious plays. I mean, Darren Waller, no one within 10 yards of him catching a touchdown. I mean, that all gets set up by the run game, by the play action. But, yeah, my game ball is going to John Gruden. I love what he's doing, and I just hope that he stays aggressive. And uh, like we talked about, just finishing the job in the second half and taking their souls is what we decided. Right, Tyler? Yeah. Yep. That one is going to be our – that's what we're going to call it, taking their souls. Taking their souls, Tyler, game ball, who you giving it to? Um, I think my game ball is going to go to the the defensive line or the offensive line as a whole. Um, I like it. it. That's who gets my game ball this week because it was just a great – I just thought it was a really gutsy, good performance. You've got the backup yeah. to the backup at right tackle and you've got a rookie that comes in Colton Miller is looking fantastic um in his third year and as always the un the unmentioned man uh Rodney Hudson just always kicking trash taking names late or taking names and kick I can't remember how that goes kicking butt and taking names there we go and just like that offensive line is giving Carr time. There were a couple times in the first quarter, uh, like Erica said, that I was just like, would you throw the ball, Carr? It, he took a couple sacks that I'm like, at least run. But the offensive yes, line has kept so him fairly clean. Uh, a clean car is a is a good car a dirty car amen is not a good car <laughs> well like said well, well said you know what you guys kind of stole my thunder um take that micah yeah well you know i'm gonna go you know he's got got a lot of flack on our uh on our podcast but he performed admirably i'm gonna give it to Derek carr he took care of the ball he spread it around to 11 different receivers and running backs. Um, he, you know what? It was zero to 10 had taken a couple sacks and, and it was looking like the route was on. In fact, if you ask, uh, uh, Michael Thomas, the route was on. Um, uh, but, uh, but he, he came back out. He didn't see ghosts. He didn't hear footsteps. He, he stepped back up. And he led this offense to 34 points. Gentlemen, last year, in only two games in out of 16, did we score 30-plus points. Through two weeks, we've already matched that. And so, big shout-out to Derek Carr. He's going to get my game ball. I know some people might be like, why? If I had more game balls to give, I'd give one to Darren Waller as well. I mean, that was a heck of a performance by the tight end. But, but for the distribution's sake... Uh, I'm going to give it to Derek Carr, like I said. Yeah, and I and I like what you guys said. I mean, <clears throat> when Derek Carr is on, he can sling it. I mean, some of those passes looked effortless. They were yep. right on the money. 
um, the ball was where it needed to be. And it obviously it worked out in our favor. So yeah, I like it. All right, gentlemen, moving on really quickly. All right, we'll, we'll get into the into the league. The rest of the league, we'll dip into that, make some picks, then get to this week's game. Um, who's the worst team? All right, you got to pick who's the who who is the trashiest right now in the NFL? Eagles, Texans, Dolphins, Panthers, Jets, or Lions? You've got a fantastic list there, Tyler. You go first. Who's the worst of the worst? I'm taking the Jets, Bob. <laughs> I, I like that's fair. I think that's a great pick. Birch, who's the um, worst of the worst? Can I, I, this might be an unpopular pick because they've played pretty well, but can I say the Falcons? Can I add the Falcons in there? Yeah, throw the Falcons because in there. They are ripping their poor fans' hearts right out of their chest stealing their souls say i mean those poor you're up by nine with two minutes left two and a half minutes left and you can't finish the game uh it's kind of frustrating um so i i'm gonna say them. i mean they're not a they're not a bad team they're probably they're better than a lot of those teams that you mentioned but for the sake of their fans i'm gonna say the falcons i like it i like it i'm gonna agree with tyler on this one the jets in my opinion worst of the worst if there was a if there was a a trophy for like the toilet bowl i think the jets would win it um i think they'd be in tight contention how about a fall from grace the texans like i I never i didn't talk about the enemy within their head coach has totally just dismantled that team and gone from you know we were looking at some of these matchups like what was the beginning of the year texas and chiefs that should have been a great game but you kick out DeAndre Hopkins, you bring in a bunch of half-booty corners, and you call it a team. Like, this is ridiculous. You should have added more weapons around the main star of that dish, which is uh, Watson. And uh, the Texans, by all rights, should be a powerhouse in the NFL right now, not 0-2. So I feel bad for Texans fans. Um, gentlemen, buy or sell segment. Are you buying the Bears 2-0 and start Birch. Negative. I selling agree. that all day. Yeah, selling that all day. Tyler? Uh, I'm going to sell that one too, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, that, that is so shaky. The Bears, cause the Bears, by all right, should be 0-2 right now. Um, like the Falcons should be 1-1. One one. But alas and alad, they are 2-0. I think once they go up against stiffer competition... Um, I think they should enjoy their 2-0 and start. I'll put it that way because I don't see that lasting long. Um, okay, who has the better chance to turn it around? And maybe, I think I already know Birch's answer to this. Vikings 0-2 or Falcons 0-2? Birch. Oh, gosh. Well, first of all, I don't trust the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. But also, I don't know if I trust the Falcons, but I do think the Falcons. Um, I'm gonna. I, I will say the Falcons because I oh. think. Um, I'm gonna go back. I mean, yeah, they're they're being tortures tortures to their fans, but the Vikings. I do not know what is going on in Minnesota. With, I mean, Kirk Cousins' numbers last week were were awful. Just yeah. terrible. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm going to say the Falcons because they've shown that they can put up the points and do the things to win, but they're just, they're not clicking all the way together right now. So if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you there. I would go with the Falcons as well. Um, just because they've shown like, but for, for, for all intensive purposes, they should be one and one and feeling pretty good about themselves, uh, beating the Cowboys instead. They're zero and two Tyler, the Cowboys should be zero and two. Who, who should, uh, who, who's got a better chance to turn it around Vikings or Falcons? Oh, that one's tough. And the, the reason I think it's so difficult is because the, uh, we expected, or uh, I did, I expected a lot out of the Vikings this year because last year they were supposed to be really good. They were decent, but this, the Falcons for probably like the last four, four years or so just have not been very good. And I've been surprised that they haven't changed coaches. Um, I'm surprised that maybe their GM hasn't been under a little bit more scrutiny but man, I that's a tough one. I I guess you've got Matt Ryan, who I probably trust more than Kirk Cousins. You've got Julio Jones. You don't really have any big time. Well, you've got Adam Thielen or Thielen in Minnesota. Ah oh, man, that that's tough. I guess I'm gonna have to go with the Falcons as well. Birch made some good points and kind of changed my mind about that because I was thinking, oh, the Vikings, you know, the Vikings usually start off either hot or cold, and then they get what depending on whatever they start off with, they do the opposite towards the end of the season. But I don't know if that happens this year or if their defense is just like too decimated right now. So yeah. I guess I'll I'll hop on the Falcons train mostly because they have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, um, and and Matt Ryan. Yep, that's fair. All right, three for three on the Falcons to turn it around over the Vikings, gentlemen. Game day picks, top five games of the week. We'll start with the Rams and the Bills. March, who you got in this one? Oh, man. Yeah, start with the loser. I see how it is. <laughs> oh, oh man. Um, That's a good game. Both teams are playing well. The Rams are playing really well. Bills, they snuck one out last week against the Dolphins. However, yep. I'm going to go with, uh, with Josh Allen and the Bills only because he played at the University of Wyoming. 307. So go. I'm going with the Bills in a tight one, though. Bills winning a tight one. I'm going to go with the Rams. I like what the Rams have going. The Bills barely squeaked it out over the Dolphins. I think the Rams are a better team than the Dolphins. I think it's a good game, but I think the Rams get it over by about seven. Tyler, who you got? Oh. <laughs> that sounded really Don't overthink labored. it. I don't like the Rams. I don't think the Rams are that good. Um, Jump on the Bills train. Come on, buddy. You know who's impressive to me this year, just watching him play, is is Josh Allen. Can we just talk about Josh Allen for just a second? I mean, the man from 
it, he's from California, Birch, but he played at Wyoming. Is that right? Yes, I believe so. I think he's 6'6", 240-something, I looked up. What a monster. To just watch him run, is it, it's like a thing of beauty. It's like I think he ran over uh, Kyle Van Noy last week, if I'm not mistaken, the yeah. linebacker formerly of the Patriots. Also a former BYU Cougar, so roll well over done. that, Cougars. Um, <laughs> you know... I like Allen and I like the Bears or the Bills, sorry, stingy no name defense. Like they don't really have any any like big names on either they've got Diggs. I don't even and their running back is who? He's hurt. They have Zach I think. Moss. Zach, well, they drafted Moss, but who was the guy they drafted last year? Um he's hurt, I think. There's Montgomery that went to the Bears. Um, it uh, is Singletary. Yes. Where is he from? Iowa State? I believe so. Cyclones. No, he played at Col- at Florida Atlantic. That's right. He was at oh. Montgomery. Montgomery from, was uh, at Iowa Bears. State. That's right. So... But I think he's injured, so I almost I think that Allen is their leading rusher. Like he's been tearing stuff up. Um, and where do the Rams keep getting all their money to sign players to big extensions? That's my question. Where the heck did they dig a treasure chest out from? I thought that we were playing like with a salary cap. They're playing some other game. I don't know. They're what in they're baseball. Doing. Yeah, they're they're like the Yankees right now. Just sign everybody. Um, dang, this is a good game though, Micah. This is a, a good pick. Yeah, it's a tough one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bills as well. I I like I like I keep wanting to say Jared Allen, the former Idaho State University alum. Um, I I just think that the Bills even going back into last year, are just kind of on a roll. And I like that. And I, I'm going to go with the Bills in this game. They're flying under the radar. Like, if, like even last year, I feel like, feel like they flew under the radar. Right. So, and, we still, and we get to play them next week after the Patriots. All right, moving on to the next one. Green Bay travels, plays the Saints. Who do you like in this one, Tyler? I'm going to go with Green Bay on this one. I learned not to pick against Green Bay in week one. And uh, I'm going to go with Green Bay getting the win again. Aaron Jones is a mo- Is it Aaron or Adam? I can't remember. It's Aaron. Aaron. Okay, Aaron Jones. He's a monster. Ripping off runs. Rodgers looks angry. Devontae Adams should be a go this week. Um, after he kind of got injured last week and they kind of, they held him out the rest of the game against the Lions. I like the Packers in this one, Bob. I like it. Birch, make your pick. <laughs> Who's this? What's going on right now, Bob? I don't even know. <laughs> um, I, too, am going to pick the Packers. Um, I think uh, the 
the uh, ownership drafting Jordan Love from the Aggies really kind of lit that fire under Rodgers saying, hey, I'm not finished yet. I still have a lot left in the tank. You got a good thing going with Devontae Adams, and like uh, Tyler said, Jones is is a problem. Yeah. He's uh, he's running the ball with some with some attitude and putting up some big time numbers. And if Michael Thomas doesn't go, even if he does go, he's not going to be 100 percent healthy with that high sprain, high ankle sprain. I I mean, the Saints kind of struggled against the pedestrian Raiders defense. I mean, yeah. Emmanuel Sanders had one catch in garbage time. I mean, yeah. we got beat by Alvin Kamara in the back out of the backfield most of the game. That was the big thing. So, I think that the Packers are going to win this one, and the Saints are going one and two. Yep, I like it. Everybody, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers as well. Um, you know, I talked about it before last week. I said we need Father Time to take his staff and conk Drew Brees on the head a couple of times. That seemed to happen last game. And I see that trending this week as well. I think there are a lot of people going to start questioning if Drew Brees has the juice anymore or not um, after they get done getting beat by the Green Bay Packers. Let's travel out to Seattle. Dallas visits the Seahawks. I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going to take Seattle at home. Love that matchup. Dallas, I think they're overhyped again this year. Again, Dallas, in all, by all rights, should be 0-2 to start the season. I don't see. I think it will be a good game. I think it'll be a close game. Uh, but I see the Seahawks with just a little bit more firepower getting it over on the Cowboys. Cowboys defense is not good. It's just not good. I look for if you start if you have Russell Wilson in your fantasy lineup. Congratulations. If you're going against somebody with Russell Wilson, I apologize. That's going to be tough for you. Uh, but I'm going to take Seattle at home. Birch, who you got? I agree with you. I'm going to take Seattle as well, only for the fact that <clears throat> Russell Wilson, who is bold prediction, going to win the MVP this year. Hey, I like that. I think I, I see that happening. Bur- or Tyler, Dallas, Seattle. This one's pretty easy, Bob. It's uh, it's Seattle for me. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, big one. Monday night, Chiefs versus the Ravens. We're, uh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to start this one off. Those of you who don't know, we've got a three-way call going on right now, so we can all, uh, oh, my gosh. Oh boy. Okay, I'm gonna Plus go ahead like and 10 take thirty. Yeah, and it's yeah, ten thirty at night after a long, long day. Um I'm gonna take you know what, guys? I'm gonna take the Ravens. I think the Ravens are the more well rounded team. I'm gonna take Ravens Monday night, handing the Chiefs the loss. And if the Raiders get the dub, look out. Might be number one in the AFC West. I'm gonna take the Ravens over the Chiefs. Should be a no, I don't think it's going to be a good game. I retract that. I think the Ravens win easily. I think the Ravens win by 10. Birch, who do you have? Oh, man, this is this is a difficult game. Um, but if the next Lamar J- Jackson and Justin Herbert can almost beat the Chiefs, I mean, right? I, I was being, <laughs> being a little sarcastic there. Um, anyway, oh, goal. Um I I I'm gonna pick the Chiefs. 
Chiefs for Birch. Yep. The Chiefs are going to come out with a different intensity than when they played the Chargers last week. And I think it's, it'll be a really good game. It's going to be a, a shootout, I believe. I mean, you got two of the top quarterbacks in the league right now, two of the hottest quarterbacks. And so they're going to duel it out. Um, it's going to be a good game. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs as much as I hate to say it. That's fair. That's fair. This is a tough one to pick. Tyler, who do you got? Oh. So These are labor. tough games, man. I feel like the first week was really easy. Last week, I made some blunders. And this week, I just, I am lost as to who to pick. I feel like, is it in Baltimore or is it in Kansas City? It's in Baltimore. It's in Baltimore. Huh. I just, I don't trust the Chiefs' defense, and that makes me lean towards picking the Ravens, but it's it's tough to pick against Mahomes. Even though right. Sunday they looked like garbage, he still brought them back. And they they played well, like at the end of the game when they had to. <sighs> Sorry. Sorry, Raider Nation. Had a little bit of a yawner there. Um I'm gonna go with the Ravens. Gonna I'm I'm feeling the Ravens on this one. Maybe it's because I just hate the Chiefs. I also don't like the Ravens, but I, I think the Ravens the Ravens defense steps up and gets a couple stops. And the Chiefs just can't do that on defense. They just don't have an answer for Jackson. They don't have an answer for Mark Ingram. And they won't have an answer for Mark Andrews, the tight end, for the Ravens either. And I think that is the difference in the game is the Chiefs defense does not get the stops that it needs. Yep. Yep. I I like I agree with that. I think the Ravens like I said, I think the Ravens actually handle it pretty easily. I think they win it by 10. Um, all right, gentlemen, to get to our game. Raiders versus Patriots. Now, instead of just picking right off the bat, I guess, do we want to roll into some bold predictions? A little bit of like uh, what you think it's going to take to win the game. How about we each just take a minute or two, explain, give us a bold prediction or two, whatever you come up with. Um what you think it's going to take to win the game and uh, tell us who you're going to pick. Uh, Birch, do you want to start this one off? Sure. I'll start it off. Um, I think uh, we've kind of touched on this a little bit. Um, I think the key to winning in New England is going to be stopping Cam Newton on the ground. Um, He and I mean, he did have Edelman did have 180, 179 yards receiving last week. Um, kind of toasted Jamal Adams, the safety from Seattle. Um, so we're gonna have to keep an eye on him. But I think the key is going to be controlling the the option, the quarterback runs, and getting some hits on Cam Newton, laying the lumber. Maybe Abrams can come up and take care of that, but letting him know that we're there and uh, uh, bold predictions. I'm going to go with the Raiders as a team are going to rush for over 200 yards and oh. three touchdowns. 
Whoa. Um, <laughs> I struggle with the defensive bold predictions because I don't know if I trust our defense. Like, I, when have we had I'm a bold say, prediction come uh, true? Uh, Nicholas Morrow. Morrow is going to get his second pick this week. Oh, put himself in position for that. I like it. I like it. Ty- oh, you know what? Go ahead and make the pick. Have, oh, you- we're doing scores too? Okay. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and do the score. Wrap wrap your segment up with the score. Let's do it. Okay. Um, I feel really guilty for not picking the Raiders last week. So um, we're playing pretty well. We've got some confidence, and the confidence can go a long ways with a young team. Yep. Um, so I am going to pick the, I almost said Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders on the road. We are going to win. We're not going to get to the 30-point mark, but we will win 28-24 to 24 on a, another fourth-quarter comeback from Derek Carr. Touchdown oh. in the final minutes. I like it. I like it. Woo! Should be a barn burner if that comes true. Tyler! Tell us who wins, why, how, bold predictions. <sighs> No, yeah. I'm going in confidently into this one. <laughs> All right. So what am I supposed to do first? Tell who wins? <laughs> <laughs> there was there were too many instructions. You, All right, okay. you've got to do this, and then you've got to do this and this and this. It's like I'm... it's like your own segment. You oh. get to you, you get to tell us who you think will win and why. What 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 the Raiders have to do to win? Give us a bold prediction or two. And uh, give us a score prediction at the end. Do you want me to text it to you so you can read the instructions? Yeah, please do. Um, I I feel like I feel like the Raiders can win this game, but I also feel like if I pick the Raiders, I'm jinxing them to win or to lose. But I'm gonna go with the Raiders on the East Coast. As a revenge for, what is this now? 18 years of suckage because of the tuck rule. The Gruden is back. It's still Gruden against Belichick. It'd be better if Brady was there, but it's still the Patriots. We're going to have another clean game. As far as penalties go, guys, I I think we've had I think we had three penalties all game. Yep. And in the first week, I think we only had three as well. We're one of the least penalized teams in the National Football League. That's crazy. It's another sign of the year 2020. Another crazy thing <laughs> that happened in 2020 is the Raiders only have six penalties all year so far. Um, if we, here's, here's my defensive bold prediction. My defensive bold prediction is we're going to, I have two. we're going to keep Cam Newton under 75 yards rushing. Now let's go 50. He's going to not, he won't have over 50 yards of rushing and we are going to win the turnover margin causing two turnovers. It might be two two interceptions. It might be a fumble and an interception, but we're going to cause two turnovers on defense, and that's what it's going to take to win the ball game is causing at least two turnovers 
I'm hoping for one to be an interception because Newton gets, uh, you know, hurried in the pocket, doesn't make a good a good throw. And I'm going to say on offense for my bold prediction. Hmm. Birch has a good one. Um, and I'm trying to think outside of like stats and stuff and try to be uh, unique, I guess, so that it's not always like Waller's going for 150 or Renfro's going for 150. I did call Zay Jones's touchdown last week, though, by yes, the way. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I was going to mention that if you weren't going to. Um, you know, I- I'm going to say that the offense, the offense, once again, is going to put up 34 points. That's my bold oh. prediction. Is the offense is going we've we've scored 34 points in each of our first 3 games. We're going to keep that alive this week. That's my bold prediction. I like it. And so, so fi- thus we're going to win 34 to 31. Uh Carlson wins it at the buzzer with another like 50 plus yarder and just ice ice water running through his veins that's all i love it i love it that's uh this is man this is gonna be a good matchup i feel like i'm so pumped for this game especially with the way the raiders played in prime time the really the way they've played the last two weeks a bend don't break type defense um, I mean, is this not just reminiscent of, of 2016, I feel like? And because of that, I feel like the Raiders, I feel like they can win. They've got the potential to win any game. You know, we talked about that. I feel like in the past, like you kind of knew, okay, this wasn't going to be a win. This wasn't going to be a win. I mean, heck, that's all we had to judge this year on. So that's why we had them, you know, going eight and eight, seven and nine type thing. But boy, with that win against the Saints, that's kind of opened my eyes up to the potential of this team. Um, again, I'm with you guys. Got to keep Cam Newton in the pocket. I think you got to force, I think you got to force at least a couple of turnovers uh, on the East Coast. Ah, one turnover. Get one turnover and play the same bend-don't-break type defense that we've been playing the last two weeks. And I really like the shot that we have. Um, bold predictions. I'm going to go... I'm going to go both the rookies. Edwards and Ruggs both get a touchdown this week. Um, I think they're going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to make Carr. If I'm Belichick, I'm going to say, look, make, you're going to have to beat us with Renfro, with Ruggs, with Edwards, with Aguilar, with Zay Jones, with anybody else besides Waller, definitely besides Waller and Jacobs. So I think that's how they're going to game plan it. And I think Carr is going to say, sure. I'll do it. And I think our rookies are up to the task, too. I think Edwards is up to the task, and I think Ruggs is up to the task. Both the young guys get a touchdown for the bull prediction. Um, On defense, that one's difficult, like you said, Tyler, just because it's... I don't know. That That's... Uh, you know what? You know what would be bold? Be, and I feel like we're due for it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three sacks on defense this week. One over the last two weeks. I'm gonna go three in one game. We've been complaining. I think the defensive line knows they've got to do better as well. I think this game. 
they get Cam Newton. Cam Newton also has a tendency to hang on to the ball a little bit. He could start to dance around too much because he thinks, oh, I can just escape. And um, we got two pretty speedy defensive ends in both Cleveland Farrell and Max Crosby that can hunt him down. Uh, So I'm going to go three sacks for the defense this week. If we can get three sacks and get a takeaway, I think the Raiders' chances of winning are very good. In fact, I've got us winning this week. I'm going to go. We passed the 30s again. Tight game, but I say 31-23 at the end of the day gets the job done. Um, Potentially another late. I called last week that Carlson would win it on a field goal. He kind of did, but he didn't really. Um, I mean, he put the game out of reach. So, um, and again, you, I, so whoever mentioned it earlier in the podcast, what a gutsy move. I, what do we, how many times we go for it on fourth down? I think three times, twice. I know of for sure. Twice. We're two for two on the year. Two for two. And then, you know what? We could have tried to punt, pin him inside their, you know, 10 yard line and leave them with a minute five to drive down the field. But they said, no. We're just going to put this thing away right here. We're already up a touchdown. Feeling pretty good about that. I love that kind of roll of the dice. And boy, is that not fitting for Vegas? Are you kidding me? I love that. So, Did you see Carr on the sideline at the end of the game talking with Gruden and he just said, go win it. And they trotted Carlson out for the 54-yard field goal. He was like, just win it. And and Gruden was like, all right, Carlson, go kick. (laughs) And and that's what (laughs) happened. So... I didn't see that. That's awesome. That's you, awesome. I have to bring this up before I forget, and I'm sorry to to uh, cut into your soliloquy here, but uh, do you guys know who the second leading sack person is for this for the Patriots? I have no idea. Jihad Ward? Uh, no, he plays on the Ravens this year. Oh, dang it. Shalik Calhoun. Shalik Calhoun has one sack on the year. They only have one and a half and a half is two. They only have three sacks on the year. So it's not like their defense. Chase Winkovich has a half a sack. I can't remember who the guy is that has the sack and a half. Calhoun has one sack. And uh, that's, that's it. So it's not like they're a defensive juggernaut by any sense of the of the word it, it's just kind of interesting that they're not like a defensive juggernaut right now right right well and like the the week one you know they beat the dolphins well okay i'm not gonna chalk that up as to like some massive shutdown held the dolphin dolphins to 11 points i'm not gonna i'm not looking at that as like i said some like whoa you know that's impressive uh then you trot over to uh seattle and, you know, Russell Wilson tosses five touchdowns. Seattle pretty much just had their way on offense all game. Racked up a massive amount of yards on the ground. What, like 154 yards on the ground or something like that? Um, uh, yeah, so right around 150 plus yards on the ground. Uh, Russell Wilson tosses 288 and five touchdowns. I mean, this the Patriots defense, uh, there's no reason the Raiders can't go and hang 30 plus on Sunday in Gillette stadium on the East coast. So it, I, I think it's going to come down to again. Can the, can the defense, I'm sorry, the offense can go hang 30 plus. Can the defense do just enough, make just enough plays that one extra sack that, that, that force fumble or the, the pressure pass for an interception 
that's just enough to take one or two drives away from the Patriots and give our offense the edge. Because I think it's going to be the same thing like Birch said. It's going to be that ground and pound. I mean, we possessed the Paul for over 36 minutes Monday night. I think that's what the Raiders are going to look to do at Gillette Stadium. If they can do that, something similar to that, because I've got all the confidence in the world that this offense can go down, not only just score this year, but also on the Patriots. Um, I don't see any reason why the Raiders can't come out and, and and pick up another, you know, potentially even double-digit win on Sunday. And then maybe start turning some heads after that. So, really quickly, guys, before we close the show, Tyler... You had a very interesting uh, uh, find on Twitter from Chiefs Kingdom earlier today, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yeah, this week I've seen, I always see a lot of shenanigans on Twitter. (laughs) It's just a breeding ground for shenanigans. So there was, there was an, this was an actual statement. I, I don't know word for word, but it said Clyde, Edwards Hilaire, the running back for the Chiefs, is a better running back two games into his career than Josh Jacobs is after a year and two games. And I thought to myself, this guy's on crack. That is the only logical explanation is this guy has has done some illegal drugs and he his brain is fried. I, I I was curious to what you guys thought. Um, obviously, I would say Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs this year already is a top five rusher in the league. Um, how he's gotten better at pass protection? I've noticed he's gotten better at route running and catching the ball out of the backfield. What? I don't even know where that came from because Edwards Hilaire is not even on my radar as one of the, you know, best running backs. I think he's a good running back, but better than Josh Jacobs. What right. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Micah, why don't you take it away? You had an interesting uh, stat line for us. Well, yeah. I, so I got to look at it. I was like, well, that'd be interesting. I wonder, let's compare the two games. The first two games... Because Clyde Edwards was hilarious. We don't have much to go on. But his first two games, 176 yards rushing, one touchdown. Want to know what Josh Jacobs had his first two games as a rookie? 184 yards rushing and two touchdowns. So I don't understand. Um, I, so if you want to go by stats, also statistically, Josh Jacobs is the number five running back in the league right now. Currently, according to NFL.com, Josh Jacobs is the fifth best running back in the NFL. I don't, uh, I, are you, are you doing drugs? Like, that's the only thing that I can chalk that up to. That's just, that's just somebody, the only thing I think is that's just somebody who's just trying to get a rise out of Raider Nation. Because there's nothing statistically that passes, that, that, that backs up that statement. There's nothing that substantiates that claim. Uh... So I think that's just somebody being an idiot, in my yeah, opinion. Alaire had a he had a good first game. I mean, it was against the right. Texans, um, but last week against the Chargers, he got outrushed by Patrick Mahomes. He had ten carries for thirty eight yards. Right. So. Right. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it, he's I, a he's a probably a more 
I wouldn't say a more polished pass catcher. I mean, he did catch a lot of passes out of the backfield at LSU last year. But um, Jacobs has proven so far this year between two games that he can run some pretty good routes on the linebackers. And I mean, I'm I. You give me an option of choosing Josh Jacobs or Clyde Edwards-Helaire, and I go Josh Jacobs every day. Right. Twice on Sunday. I mean, we've seen what Josh Jacobs can do out of the backfield when he gets the ball, goes one on one against a linebacker or a you know nickel corner. So it's just silly. I you know. You know, if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire ends up rushing for 1,800 yards this year and 15 touchdowns, then you know what? I guess we can sit back down and have that conversation. But after two weeks, that's just nonsense in my opinion. So that's my verdict. Tyler, yeah, are you looking I, up stats I, over there? I, I don't I don't have any stats or anything, but I'm just like, Josh Jacobs, I, was, I will be the first to admit that I was not a a proponent of that pick. I would, I didn't like that pick at first. No, you did not. I thought it was a waste <laughs> of a pick. I thought we could get him later on. I have since repented. I've changed my ways. <laughs> I have, uh, I have said, you know, stated that I think Jacobs is one of my favorite players on the team. Um, and in like Jacobs has power Jacobs has moves and Jacobs is fast. I I see fluidity out of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I do not see power out of Clyde Edwards Hilaire to move piles. There was one time, granted, the, the offensive line was helping him move, but he had about three Saints on his back and he drug them down to like the half yard line, right yep. at the goal line. And I was just impressed with the power in his legs. It some people have compared him to Marshawn Lynch. I don't I don't see that because I don't I see a lot more um agility to yep. Josh Jacobs yep. than I saw out of Marshawn Lynch. Um it, it's tough for me to make a comparison. He's not like a a Bo Jackson, although Bo Jackson had I mean, Bo Jackson ran a 4.1340, guys. That's, I mean, that's lightning fast. Right. So he's not, he's just a good all-round back. He's shifty. He makes people miss. I can't remember how many uh, missed tackles he has already racked up this this year. I want to say 18. like 18. Yeah. yeah. So 18 missed tackles already in two games. And He's just a good back, and I believe that he will continue to get better. And I I see, like I said, I see agility out of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, not to take away from him, but he's just not a, a powerful dude that I have seen. I, I haven't watched every single rep he's ever taken, but I've watched a lot of Josh Jacobs, and he will lay some dudes out, and that that is what kind of separates them to me is you can tell Jacobs, all right, go run this dive and jump over the pile or just push this pile forward. And he can do that. I, and I don't know that Edwards Hilaire can at this point. So to me, it's pretty cut and dry. Jacobs is a better running back. He's top five rusher in the league. It seems pretty game over to me at that point. Yeah. No contest. No contest. Um, 
Also, too, I just remembered with, with the you said driving the pile. Boy, a little. Even though Jalen Rashard, you know, redeemed himself on the on the fumble, um, he also had one where he hit. Okay, he hit one of the Jenkinses. On the it was safety. the safety that got. He was having a rough night. Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins. Trashed man. Just trashed by little Jalen Rashard. I mean, that dude just. I mean, just laid him out. But that that play and plays like that throughout the game just showed you that like kind of the tenacity that the Raiders had. I think the Saints, after going up 10-0, to just thought, yep, yeah, business as usual, same old Raiders. We're going to have some fun tonight, you know, in prime time. And But the Raiders just had their ears pinned back. And, and they just, it, it's hard to stop that when you get into that mentality. When you get into like, all right, yep, yeah, you know, we've been beating this team for a lot of years you know, we're Super Bowl contenders, you know, so it's, it's, you know, it's no, con- all right, 10 to zero. Yep. We, we know how the rest of this night's going to go. It's hard to turn that mindset off then and go into like, it's game time mode. Like I, I need to get fierce. I need to get ferocious here. And the Raiders got ferocious and they got kind of the foothold in that. And they just, it didn't stop. And, 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 and the Saints couldn't adjust their mindset halfway through that game to go, wait a second, holy cow, no, okay, this is going to be a lot more difficult than we thought. We got to like take this more seriously, basically. They couldn't do that. They couldn't adjust on the fly. And they, by then, it was too late. The Raiders were, were uh, like I said, the bully. That It was nice. There was a bully that we, we you know, that your grandfather used to watch. You know what I'm saying? So that, that, that was fun to see. So all that to say, gentlemen, anything else? For Raider yeah. Nation, before we wrap it up, I've got some, hold up, Tyler. Are you wearing a Death Star T-shirt right now? No, it's a Millennium Falcon, sucker. Okay, I couldn't see it. Sorry, <laughs> I saw Star Wars, but I was like, oh, wait a minute here. No, not a <laughs> Death Star shirt. I only rock the uh, Black Pearl. I like it uh, only oh, on this podcast or the Roomba. I like the Roomba too. It's fun. <laughs> oh my gosh! I I do have a stat for you. This comes from Josh Dubow. And Q, it doesn't matter, It doesn't Josh. matter, Josh. Thank you, Birch. Thank you. Say it again for the people in the back. It doesn't matter, Josh. Thank you. And then the awkward silence ensues. Continue. Well done. Good job, guys. Josh's brain's like recalculating. <laughs> <laughs> John Simpson played seven drives after Incognito got hurt. The Raiders scored on four touchdowns and two field goals on those drives, and maybe would have been another touchdown or field goal had Richard not got like a bug in his eye and dropped the ball. I don't know what <laughs> happened on that, but it had it was Richard the flame held from on to that, that Al's football. torch. What's that? It was the flame from the torch that got in his eye. Oh yes, the the fireless torch, and. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I, the fireless torch, yeah, I was tiny bit disappointed. I thought we were going to have, like, massive flame shooting out of that thing. I thought it was going to be, like, beautiful to behold. And so when the button was clicked and, like, there was this mirage of flames on the glass, I was a little bit underwhelmed. I'm sorry. I, I just was. I now know being, you know, thinking th- through rationally uh, the heat 
that something of that size would give off if actual flames were coming out. Okay, yeah, that would be like melting the steel beams above. Um, people would be walking under it and like turning into ash. So I understand. Okay, it's like, okay, rational Micah now realizes that, okay, that really, you know, that that's not plausible. Probably shouldn't have been expecting that. But gosh dang it, that's what I was expecting. So when I saw... When I saw flames on a TV screen, basically, I was a little bit like, "Oh, come on!" But I've I have since um, I have since reconciled myself to it. So carry on. I don't remember where I was at, but anyway, just good, <laughs> good, good line play by uh, John Simpson, the rookie guard out of Clemson, and yes. uh, just I mean, to me, the the offensive line with I feel like in years past, we would be like, oh my gosh, like Brandon Parker would be playing. It would just be a nightmare turnstile at right tackle. But uh, I did see that John Young practiced this week um, or today. He pulled a groin is what the injury. Sam Young, you mean? Sam Young, sorry. John Young was a guy I went to college with. Welcome to the team, John. Oh, thank you, John. Um, yeah, can we score some tickets, John? Yeah, Jeez. no kidding. Sam Young, I, I'm sorry. Uh, he did practice. He was, a, I think, a limited participant today. Uh, Jacobs was out. Um, there were a couple. Hey, Ruggs was full. Hopefully he can get healthy. Yep, Ruggs was full. So, uh, anyway, th- that, that line's done a great job. I almost kind of just hope they keep it how it is right now. Part of me is like, why, why put young back in there when good is doing such a good job? Good job. <laughs> I say put oh, yeah. Parker in. Huh? I say put Parker in. Okay. We're muting Birch for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. You're welcome, Bob. Where did this Bob thing come from? Good grief. It's on uh it's uh explain the, it to the me. The real later. ones know. He <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. Okay. Have you ever uh, seen speaking of bears and this probably needs to be said to uh rest in peace to Gale Sayers. I don't know what else hmm. you say like uh, condolences to the Sayers family. Uh he passed away today. One of the most under criminally underrated running backs in the NFL ever. Uh, did you guys know that he was a Hall of Famer at the age of 34? Whoa. 34 years old, and he was in the Hall of Fame. So um, condolences out to the Sayers family. But I I can't even remember where I was going with that. So anyways. No, you just wanted to yeah give your condolences. Yeah, uh, to the family. I, there yeah. was something to go along with that, but I I can't remember. Oh, the bears! It uh, the Bob part. Now I know. I remember. <laughs> it's way too late. I know. So, uh, do you guys ever watch that Saturday Night Live with the bear? The bears. The bears. The bears. The bears. Yeah. Who would win in a fight between a hurricane and Ditka? Ditka. He uh, he always <laughs> says he's like he has a heart attack, and he says. How many is that? And he says, uh, that's a baker's dozen this week, Bob. So he's had 13 heart attacks. But that's where the Bob <laughs> comes from is 
It's a, a baker's dozen, Bob. <laughs> yes, Birch. <laughs> My word. Yes. Ah, so now we know. Yes. Now, the more you know. The more you know. Raider Nation, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. As always, you want to get in on the podcast, give us a call at 208-557-9771. Let your voice be heard. And until next Among week. Among the millions. The millions indeedy, Tyler. And when we're back here next week celebrating a Patriots victory, I don't even know what I'm going to be able to. Like, what do you do with like yourself? Like a victory over the like, Patriots or like the yeah, Patriots what are you talking beating about? us? I'm sorry, a victory. Yeah, that in my mind meant victory over the Patriots. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, it just, it did, by the time it got to my mouth at 11 o'clock at night, it was, uh, <laughs> it, it came out wrong. So anyway, hopefully this time next week, celebrating a win over the Patriots and, uh, and then all bets are off, man. We're, we're, we're going 16 and 0 basically is what <laughs> I'll just say. <laughs> Until next time, Raider Nation, we're signing off. Just win, baby.